Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 173. I'm Killian Vina. And I'm Zoe Bilal Springer. It's the end of the month, meaning this episode is where you can catch up on anything you've missed recently. We'll be discussing some of the latest product updates, blogs, Forest FM episodes, and everything else in between. So today, like we only released it at the beginning of this month, July, and we've had 163,000 forms uh, being sent to date. So that's about 1,500 salons uh, sending forms. Now, bearing in mind, it was kind of Ireland, UK that were in the middle of reopening. Um, some states in the US were already back open uh, and Australia like had remained open. So the need for pre-sending of forms wasn't as great uh, at the beginning in those uh, areas, but we're seeing it, it pick up more and more now that they've learned about the feature and are starting to use it. The last few months, uh, including the last few Inside Forest episodes, have been really jam-packed compared to some other Inside Forest episodes we would have had before. This was obviously caused by the entire COVID-19 situation, reopening, the uncertainty of it all. Uh, and we talked about a lot of these specific features. So the Back in Business Toolkit, Forest Toolkit with um, Rich Cullen, Ashling Scollard, Paddy Monaghan. And today, uh, of course, we have Mikey Cannon on the show. But this time around, we're going to be talking about one specific feature that I have been hinting at in the past two or three episodes, and that's the pre-send consultation forms. Yeah, exactly. And no better person to go through this with us today than our very own Mikey Cannon. Mikey, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Great now, very great. Good, very good. Great to have you on the show. It's your first time. Mikey, do you want to give our audience just a bit of an introduction about yourself, how long you're with Forrest and what is it you actually do here? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Mikey Cannon. I'm the lead product designer at Forrest. Um, I've been here for just over two years, almost my two year anniversary. I is think. that all? Yeah. Uh, I feel like you're with us way longer than that. <laughs> no, I just uh, talk a lot, I think. Part of the slack. furniture now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm part of the product team uh, and I look after you know, designing Forest and making it look nice and work. I think one of your first big tasks when you started was the new email editor at the time, wasn't it? So that was about two years ago. Yeah, like, I think that's kind of been ongoing. Uh, we've had... Uh, three iterations of that now um we're releasing this month um the best version of it the best. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that and the, the the first thing i did was kind of stock taking our inventory counts on forest go um, the app wasn't it yeah so that was the first thing i got stuck into um when i arrived but loads in between even if you just look at like the COVID, I suppose, period, we did gift cards, the online store, uh, features to help salons reopen. So the back in business toolkit. Um, one feature we actually haven't mentioned a whole lot just uh, so far, I guess, is uh, the consultation forms. Um, but consultation forms, there was already a feature in, uh, in Forest to do that. Um, so just before we get stuck into this new part of the consultation forms. Do you want to remind listeners, I guess, how the forms used to work, the, the original ones, I guess? Sure. Yeah. So we have obviously the consultation forms feature in Forest. Um, it was primarily designed to, to move from a paper-based kind of filing system to, to an online 
way to capture client details, to do those consultation forms in Salon, but using the iPad uh, and having a safe and secure way to uh, capture sensitive and key information about clients uh, to do with, you know, uh, the services you will be performing, if they have any allergies or any underlying medical conditions, even just basic contact information. Um, so we moved all of that online, put them on iPads and pre-COVID, uh, when someone came into the salon, you were able to open up their form on the iPad, hand them the iPad, they would complete the form, sign it, and you'd be able to review it uh, with them. Um, obviously, COVID kind of changed that face-to-face -face relationship. Um, so we accelerated the, the need to, to build in the pre-sending of forms to basically send them to clients ahead of time before they actually get to the salon. So the consultation forms feature itself is an additional add-on feature that you can get on your subscription plan. Mm -hmm. You mentioned there that we've made some changes since COVID. What are the changes to the forms then? And is it open to, does that mean it's open to all clients or what's the story? Yeah, so the, the full feature is uh, part of certain packages with Forest, but every client would have access to a basic contact form. Um, so even if consultation forms are not part of your package you can get the the smart client card or the general form that we have um, it just means there's a form available on the forest go app on your phone or on your ipad for any client for any service when they're uh, arriving so when covid came we focused on how can we actually allow clients to fill out these forms before they come into the salon. So the additions we made were firstly, we have a lot of templates in Forest, a lot of templated forms. So we added COVID specific questions to those templates um, just to make sure clients were symptom free and they hadn't been in contact with anyone. Um, those kind of questions and obviously they'd have to sign uh, at the bottom of the form uh, to, to say that, that everything was true. Um, so we added those to templates and then we also added uh, a COVID specific question to, to any form that was created by clients. So clients can use templates or they can create their own form. Um, so if a form didn't have a COVID question on it, some clients were kind of ahead of time customizing their forms and putting in COVID questions. But if, if we saw that there was a form without a question, we would automatically add it. So from a client's perspective, they didn't have to go editing or re-editing their forms. The, the question was already there to be asked to their clients. Uh, and the next thing we added then was literally big send buttons. So <laughs> when, you, when you go into the, the consultation form section on the iPad for that day, Normally you'd see, you know, depending on the amount of clients, 20 or 30 clients uh, with a button to send the form to each client or one button to just send all forms to all clients. Um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of the biggest thing we did uh, besides the questions was just making it really easy to just get those forms out to clients. And and what's the adoption uh, been like since COVID? Have people really taken on these forms as a, their kind of like their number one feature? Yeah, it's really started to take off. Um, so to date, like we only released it at the beginning of this month, July, um, and we've had 163,000 forms uh, being sent to date. Wow. Um, so that's about 
1500 salons uh, sending forms. Um, now, bearing in mind, it was kind of Ireland, UK that were in the middle of reopening. Mm-hmm. Um, some states in the US were already back open uh, and Australia like had remained open. So the need for pre-sending of forms wasn't as great uh, at the beginning in those areas, but we're seeing it, it pick up more and more now that they've learned about the feature and are starting to use it. To help people share it as well, we initially built um, SMS only so we could get it out to clients much quicker, but we also uh, allowed the free sending of SMS um, so it wouldn't cost or impact any of their plans until we had the email option available, which came about a week after uh, we released the, the forms. So what's it like then from our client's client's perspective? So kind of the end user, like, is it because they would never have received a link to a consultation form before. So that customer experience uh, has changed completely. Just how intuitive or easy is it for our salon's clients to use? Yeah, it was a... It was a big kind of undertaking for us. Um, obviously, with COVID, we managed to turn around this whole thing within or less than two months. Um, so it, we kind of took uh, the best of our development team and design team and put everyone into one big group to just get this feature done. That's two months on top of the online store and the gift cards. And all <laughs> on top of everything features. else we, we built as yeah. well, yeah, and e-commerce and, and stuff like that. Um but yeah, so a big focus was how are clients going to get this? How are they going to use it? Um, so we built kind of behind the scenes, it's an entirely new application that clients see. Um, so by that, I mean, it's just kind of like a website. Um, but when they get a link, they click on it. They don't have to sign in to anything. We already know who the client is. They're getting a unique link that brings them to a page that lists the forms that are available uh, for them to fill out for their next visit. So if they have two or three services during that visit, there may be two or three forms depending on those services to fill out. So they're all in one place. Um, And we redesigned the forms kind of interface or UI to make it all really responsive for mobile. Um, The site itself was built completely for mobile first because we knew everyone's going to get an SMS message to their phone. Uh, email will be coming, but the chances are you know, 90, 95% of people are going to be filling this out on their phone. Um, so they literally just click on a message. They get to see their forms. They can click into the forms. And the beauty of forms as well is that if a client has filled out a form before, so if they've been to the salon before and had that treatment a lot of their information would already be on that form. So it would be just a case of them updating it if they need to change anything. Uh, But generally, it'd be just click on it, check the COVID boxes, sign it, and it's done. Uh, From a client's perspective, then they're told it's, it's all good. Brilliant. Can we expect any further developments around this feature now that the email pre-send has also been uh, rolled out? Yeah, definitely. Like, we wanted to release it as soon as possible, which is why we released it with SMS and then we added an email, but there's there's a lot more stuff we want to keep adding to it. The, the first thing we're working on right now is automating the whole thing. So while it's nice to be able to click a button to send it to 20 clients for that day or maybe a day or two ahead of time, we'd like to completely take away that task. Um, so that you can set up your consultation form to be automatically sent by email or by SMS 
a certain amount of days in advance uh, before someone's appointment um, so that when you actually open up the consultation forms on the iPad, it will show you that, you know, this person has received it, this person has received it, and then you can resend it to them or review it through the iPad. You don't have to manage the whole thing. Um, so that's the first thing we're working on right now. Uh, and the next thing we'll be doing is uh, allowing salons to customize that email or that SMS that gets sent to clients. Um, so if they have any specific information they want to put in those emails, uh, they'll be able to customize it. Uh, and the final thing we want to tackle, which is, it's a bigger problem. It's not just uh, COVID specific, but the idea of having multiple forms on a single service. So right now you can only have one form attached to a service, but you may want a COVID specific form in the future plus the service specific form uh, going out. So those three things are kind of the most important things we're working on at the moment. Amazing. So this feature is live about roughly three, four weeks at the moment. What's the feedback been like so far between either the beta testing group or clients using it? Because am I wrong in saying that this was actually a, a, like one of our user voice requests initially anyway, wasn't it? Yeah. But since COVID, it's just kind of got fast-tracked. Exactly. Like it has been a big request to, to pre-send forms. Um, we were obviously trying to take into account how do we automate it? How do we allow people to customize the template? So the work was we were trying to plan how to do it and then COVID just completely accelerated the whole thing. It was like, you know, we had maybe a month or two to research it and figure it out. And now it was like, you've got three days. Uh, you got three days to work out how it's going to work. And then let's cut it down to the first version that we can get into a client's hand. I think it took us two weeks to get the first version actually sending. Uh, and then a week after that, we had it released. So, yeah, it was something we wanted to build for a long time, but COVID definitely kind of accelerated the development of it. Excellent. Amazing. Well, look, listen, Mikey, that's been great having you on the show to just kind of elaborate a bit more on the pre-send consultation forms. Because as Zoe said at the start, I feel like it's something that we've we just haven't really touched off. Like I didn't even know you were working on it for two months, put it that way. <laughs> I've only been hearing about this in the last few weeks. So that just goes to show the, I suppose the volume of stuff that is being worked on in forest. So yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. No problem at all. Thank you. And now for the blog section of today's episode, we have one blog titled How to Maintain a Post-Lockdown Top Quality Salon Experience. And this all came from the idea that with social distancing measures in place, with different health and safety protocols in place, it can feel, I guess, a bit more challenging to uh, maintain that five-star salon experience, the, the, the customer experience that your clients are used to receiving. But as we wrote in one of the first blogs that came out this year in January 2020, I honestly feel like that's been like two years ago already. A lifetime, um, yeah. This was like, yeah, this was like the summit blog, a summit recap blog. Um, George Bernard Shaw once said, progress is impossible without change and those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything and this is one of the situations where you have to think differently think outside the box and that was one thing that um, Marcus Allen one of the speakers at the Salon Owner Summit was talking about um, on stage and it's just I guess coincidental that you really need to embrace that mentality, um, especially in these times. So this blog goes through, I guess, a framework to help you think outside the box, to help you think differently about your customer experience, because no one can really give a one size fits all solution when 
every salon runs differently and staff are different from places to places. So you have to, I guess, identify the gaps in your current customer experience, clarify and prioritize problems. Um, so there's a framework that this, that's described in this blog. Then it goes through reframing the problem. So thinking about it differently and, and tips to how to do that. So listing the human problem behind the business problem. So for example, uh, your front of house staff is doing their best, but they're feeling overwhelmed. And that's that's the human problem. The unspoken truth about the situation would be that clients want to be reassured they won't get lost in your reopening process. Um, it's something that they won't necessarily tell you, but by ringing the front desk and trying to you know get a hold of you, that's kind of what they're saying, you know. And then what you need to achieve, and this is only one situation out of all the different parts of your customer experience that you could have, but then what you need to achieve would be, for instance, well maybe we can find another channel where clients can get the same level of reassurance, enabling your front of house staff to uh, bring increased value to the in-salon customer experience where, um, you know, with social distancing measures in place, things can feel different for the client. Um, after that, it, it is quite, it's about a five, six minute read. After that, we go into shaping actionable solutions. Uh, there's a list of ideas that you can play with. I think there's about 10 ideas listed there. Um, is one of those actions to use a timer? Because I feel like if you had like everything that's happened with this lockdown and stuff, if you had to thought to time pre-COVID to think about how to improve your client experience, you'd probably never come up with it. But it just goes to show, like Mikey said, you basically have three days to make a decision and make a change. Mm. So I feel like that should definitely be one of your action points. Give yourself 30 seconds. Well, listen, it wasn't in there, but if you're listening to this, you can add it to the list. <laughs> Progress seems to happen when you're timed. Yep, definitely. Uh, then the last few bits of the blog are about testing your solutions, challenging your assumptions, uh, ways to get staff buy-in, because obviously they're already having to adopt a whole new set of procedures, even just for the health and, and safety stuff. So um, by giving them new procedures, you know, you might get a little bit of a kickback. Uh, so ways to get staff buy-in, make it go smoothly. And then, um, then the last bit is really just either tackling a new challenge within your customer journey or refining the old problem that you just tried to solve. And, you know, things things are ever changing at the minute. It's not like it, your solution could work for a month and then in a month's time you might need to you know rethink it a little bit and rejig it so it's not because you've put it into your sop manual that it's there and and there to stay for good uh you constantly have to adapt and and reevaluate your customer journey i actually think it's quite exciting all this change because no one knows what the right process is so everyone's trying different little things and when you just do some quick google searches of like some concept retail stores or salons or anything of like what have they done and there's just some really cool approaches to it yeah. even right down to the very first one was like the, the salon branded face masks yeah. like who would have ever thought of that before so <laughs> i think yeah and now they're everywhere yeah Coronavirus has probably been one of the biggest dis disruptors. Is that's it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, disruptors, disruptors we've seen right today. Word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then the second blog is actually a US specific one. So we recently carried out a research to find out how consumer beauty 
booking habits have changed as a result of COVID-19 and, and salons being temporarily closed. So this blog is actually called U.S. Beauty Booking Habits Post-Lockdown. Uh, again, we're looking at U.S. data here. Um, it's actually gleaned from approximately 1,400 forest salons and spas across the U.S. between June 26th and July 2nd, 2020, of course, of this year, and compared to the same period last year. So it's really like their main week of reopening. Uh, and we pulled stats for America as a whole. Okay. And then we looked at five specific states and how the habits had changed. So the, the five states are actually Pennsylvania, Texas, Florida, New York, and New Jersey. Uh, but obviously, when, when we're talking about stats, we're talking about visual, we're talking about graphics. So the best thing you can do if you're curious to know about this is really to head over to forest.com forward slash US forward slash blog and check out U.S. Beauty Booking Habits post-lockdown by Sinead Carroll. Do you have any uh, golden nuggets to share from it or are you going to keep it a secret and let people check it out themselves? I do actually, Killian. So across the U.S., salons using Forcelon software completed an impressive 70,000 177 cut and styling appointments. And this was really the type of booking that got to the top of the list of performed services. I was just thinking that because it'd be the most hygienic, wouldn't it? You don't have hair dryers, you're not yeah. getting too close to anyone. Well, it's also all the dead ends. Did that, yeah, true. I would have thought now colour would have been high up there. Colouring services totaled 39,293 appointments. So that came in second, but yeah. that was actually closely followed also by another type of colouring appointments. So the ones without a finish. Um, so yeah, there was, a, there was quite a few... Uh, similarities between states, to be honest, June 26th and July 2nd, there was 882 men across four salons who joined the rush to secure their appointments. Uh, their nail appointments also increased post-lockdown, um, while waxing face and eye-beautifying appointments booked were less booked than in 2019. So it was really a focus on the hair and on the nails for, for the males um, during the reopening period. Now, what's going to be interesting to see is whether the these trends and booking habits actually remain in a couple months time or if this was really uh, based on the fact that people were in lockdown for a couple months and, and hadn't had access to their salons uh, during that time. If COVID-19, the lockdown has highlighted anything. It's really been the essential role that salons and spas play in, the, in their communities anyways, in America, but also globally. So yeah, making people look good, but more importantly, feel good. And that was also something that Maeve in one of our recent episodes was highlighting. We know navigating the new normal isn't easy and we want to help you reopen strong. That's why we've a variety of business resources updated regularly with information and content specific to your country. Watch, read and learn from other salon owners and business professionals. Keep up to date with government guidelines and information on available grants with the Back in Business with Forest resource page and reopening pack at forest.com forward slash C19. Don't forget all of our other free resources, including the Forest Academy Learning Portal, our Help Juice pages, the Forest blog and podcast, and our multiple on-demand webinar recordings at forest.com forward slash resources. Back in business with Forest, getting ready for your safe, strong, and successful salon reopening one step at a time. Now we're moving into the Forest FM section and to kick off the first episode that we had in July was episode 170 and it was with Stacey Collier on the Inspiration 
spiriting aspect of the 30 days to grow challenge. That's right, Stacey was actually a 30 days to grow candidate and we didn't know until at the time of doing the recording that she's actually a relatively new forest client and as we found out, a massive forest advocate. (laughs) But I think what was really interesting in this episode was her love for the 30 days to grow challenge. She said it happened at the perfect time. It was the quarantine edition, but she said she's a doer. She has to keep busy and it was the perfect challenge for her in a time of lockdown when you can't really do a whole lot. And I think she actually had a couple of really big outcomes out of it. One being the TV show, the online TV show that she started doing. It was an idea that she had prior to this, but the challenge she said helped her kickstart that and it's been a massive success for her so far. I literally like went to lockdown, had like a day of crying. Then I was like, right, let's get productive, like change the menu, looked for a new salon, looked for a new salon software. I just, I'm quite a goal focused person as well as value. So I was like, let's just get this done like in the first week. Then I was like, okay, it's gonna be like 12 weeks. What have I done to myself? Cause now I've got like 11 more weeks. So then cue 30 days to grow. And it's almost like having homework and six weeks holiday. Sometimes you just need something to do. So the 30 days to grow was kind of like that template, if you will, of like every week, right, okay, cool. This is what we're doing now. I just think the campaign, the 30 days to grow, is just a really good place to touch base and remember why you're doing what you're doing and who you want to reach and why you want to reach them and what message you want to say. The next episode we had in July was with Maeve Corrin on consumer trends and insights to shape the industry's future. Maeve is the CEO and co-owner of Foresight Factory. And Foresight Factory is in the business of conscious consumer trend and data analytics. So what they do is they take data, they take the trends, the voice of the consumer, they put all of that together and uh, they help create predictive behaviors. So while our research was based on what had happened during uh, June 26th and July 2nd, Maeve's company works with trends, analytics, and predicts what can happen in the next, you know, six months, a year, two years, even sometimes. Um, So this episode was exactly about reopening trends, habits, you know, the consumer habits. So people going into salons and spas. And uh, it was a really, really insightful episode. If you're a numbers person, if you're uh, in any way, shape or form interested in kind of getting an insight into what's coming or what's possibly going to stick in terms of behaviors after COVID, this is definitely the episode to check out. We do see, you know, a little bit of a boost in certain needs that we think for the foreseeable future are going to be with us. In our top three needs worldwide for consumers, you know, people want to be successful, um, but they also want to be knowledgeable. That's not new, but if you add that to this new environment of we've absolutely got to be resilient and you add that to our fears about being safe and being healthy, you know, you've got a brilliant, brilliant mix of things that I think salons can use to really connect with consumers. And the final episode we had this month was 172 with David Campbell on growing your own timber. So David Campbell is an Irish salon owner of House of Colour. He is actually a salon just around the corner from our office, which was no coincidence. But the episode is exactly as it's titled, Growing Your Own Timber. He has quite a nationally and internationally renowned training academy. And this is a man that's passionate with, I suppose, 
not hiring staff from other salons. They never recruit externally, but they take on apprentices and they train from within. And I have to say, like the research he's done to the backgrounds of between 13 to 17 year olds, the kind of, I suppose, the sweet spot of that age of trainee that you want to take on. Great episode, really interesting man to speak with. So here's a few snippets from himself. You have a traditional apprenticeship, which is basically people working in a salon and, you know, uh, serving an amount of time and hopefully having an exam at the end of it. And then you have the government apprenticeship. You know, the interesting thing about us is, you know, we've got a, a 102 people working in our group. Um, we have four people who aren't House of Colour trained. Everybody else is House of Colour trained. We don't employ stylists from the outside, or it's very rarely we do. Everybody's grown organically. Basically, any dream you have, you can make come true and we can help you to get there. And even if you don't know your dreams, we can educate you on what's achievable in the industry. Now we're on to the Forest Academy section and we're going to kick it off with some courses that you can expect to find there. The first one is a recorded webinar of Rachel McAdam uh, Industry Trainers Reopening Get Your Salon Back in Business webinar. I think that's about 40 minutes long. And you can learn things like the new salon forms and reopening policies. So that's actually one of the things that Mikey was talking about today. Enabling your online bookings. So you've got like VIP online booking only. You've got the appointment banner and so much more. And automating your salon communication. So as I said, that webinar recording is online there and it's only about 40 minutes long. Two new courses that we have are the first one is Reports Tracking Your Salon Success. It's 20 minutes and it's self-taught. So it's got videos and interactions and you can learn on the go and pop in and out at any time. It'll show you how to understand what your business numbers are telling you. Monitor your salon's health with our key daily business and feature reports. Automate sending daily, weekly and monthly reports to key players in your team. And finally, you'll plan out your salon success journey more effectively with these key salon reports. The second course we have is scheduling staff rosters and this will take you through the new staff rosters feature which I'm sure everyone is aware of now since the reopening. The course it's only about 15 minutes long again self-taught with interactions media videos it'll show you how to drastically reduce the time you used to spend scheduling your staff working vacation and sick days it'll show you how to effortlessly manage your whole team's working week from one screen and it'll ensure you'll never double book time off again with the highlight staff vacation days so there are just two courses you can check out in a recorded webinar if you've any queries at all or need help accessing the course or the academy, email forestacademy at forest.com. If you're interested in learning more about the pre-send consultation forms or even any other feature that Forest can offer and help you grow with, you can always chat to a team member in Forest uh, by requesting either a quote or a demo on forest.com and see what features are available in your region as of today. Uh, one last thing before we sign off, you can also subscribe to the Forest FM email newsletter which is delivered weekly on Wednesdays and in which you get all the updates from the show and also all the guests downloadable content so a lot of times we'll have um, exclusive content coming through those emails and that's how you can avail of those resources and on that note that's all we got for this week so as always if you want to share your thoughts on this episode have any suggestions uh, for Forest FM in general or uh, want to be featured on the show or have a story to tell please send us an email at forestfm at forest.com 
gmail.com. We're always more than happy to chat with you guys. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Otherwise, stay safe and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting edge post production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners Podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.